Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and in honor of Thanksgiving, I have a few gifts for you listeners, including an interview with Chris Harrison about this season of The Bachelorette, Matt James' upcoming season of The Bachelor, and even the future of Bachelor in Paradise. But first, of course, we have to break down this week's episode of The Bachelorette, so I have Us Weekly social media editor Kelly Lasky here to dive into Tasha's journey with me. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's been a minute. How have you been liking this transition from Claire to Tasha as the Bachelorette? Are you into it? Do you miss Claire? Do you like Tasha? I can. I don't miss Claire. I'll just be very honest about that. I. This is the first season that I've liked in a long time. Like I feel like I, you know, would watch half episodes or just kind of fall off of it. Rely on your Instagram stories to know what went down the night before. Um, but I'm genuinely excited to watch. I think she does have a good group of people. Um, I don't know. She's just weirdly refreshing. Uh, she's really happy to be there. And I just, I think they're bringing the drama. It's just all around a good season. And I like that everyone's like very into her. I feel like everyone wasn't that into Claire. I know that she had her situation with Dale going on. So she didn't really allow people to have that opportunity to get to know her. Um, but like everyone's just so thirsty for Claire and it's, I'm just here for it. I'm not clear. I'm sorry, Tasha, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I agree. I feel like this is the first season in a while where I actually am supportive of several relationships. Like I could see Tasha with Ivan. I could see Tasha with Zach. I could see Tasha with Brandon, Ben. Like there are a lot of guys that I feel like work for her, whereas usually there are men or or you know women that I think are great contestants, but I don't necessarily see them with the lead. I feel like for the first time in a while, I'm like, oh, I actually don't know where this is gonna go. And I, I support several pairings. That hasn't happened in a minute. It's been so obvious. You're, it's just kind of one of those moments where you're hoping like, please, Tasha, don't mess this up. Cause just cause she has so many good people that you don't want it to be a situation where it's like the one that got away. Cause there's so many of them, but uh, she has great guys very attractive a lot have they have a lot going for them so I'm excited for her something that has been bothering me about this season is the fact that we're kind of like picking up in the middle of of weeks as the episodes start like this group date that we went that they were singing on I was like don't we need a rose ceremony like it, I feel like it's kind of all over the place with that wise right like if we just like randomly were on this singing date that lasted for like three minutes it's really weird. And it, what I also noticed that's really odd is like competing for dates. Whereas like normally there was a date card. It's like, all right, Ivan, you're going on this date. No, now we're going to have everyone sing against each other and then he'll get the one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I don't really understand 
the reason for that. I mean, maybe it's just they feel like they have they're working with like nothing here. Um, but I think that's really weird. And it's also just leading to very discouraged guys. Like it's causing very bad vibes between them to just continue to compete for these dates and then lose and then go home. Like, it's really weird. It's just this added, um, competition that I don't know necessarily needs to be there, but I get, they don't really have that much to work with. Yeah. I think a huge part of that is because they're in the one location. We're still at La Quinta resort in Palm Springs, drink every time you see the sign. Um, and they're just, you know, going with it and there's nothing they can do and they don't have the footage of the guys traveling and everyone screaming, you know, we're going to Oklahoma and whatever. So I think they're trying to fill time and I think they're trying to just come up with creative ways to get all the guys involved who are stuck at this. Like apparently it was like 120 degrees in Palm Springs and they were all like low key miserable. So I think that that's where that comes in, but it is bizarre. Um, but the singing in general, I mean, Bennett, he can't do math or spell, but he can rhyme Harvard degree with cheese brie. And that was, that was refreshing personally. And I like Damar throwing a little shade at JPJ and his honestly chart should be a chart chart topping hit mocha latte. That was a highlight. I know it, the singing dates. No one asks. No one asks for those. The singing competitions, like no one wants those. I actually don't watch the screen when they're happening. Like it's going on in front of me, and I'm just turned because I can't watch it. I hate it so much. But I did like the Brie line that Bennett came up with, and I don't know. Ivan's was so cute, and obviously we know that he ended up winning. But for the most part, they all sound so bad. It's like, how? why is ABC doing this to people every time? I said it to my family last night when I was watching. If I had gotten that date, I would honestly quit on the spot. Like, I wouldn't even, even if this was, like, maybe the love of my life, I would literally quit on the spot. I'm not doing a singing date or coming up with a song. Like, no, 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 no. I will leave, and I don't care. I'll just walk right out and be done with it. It's it's just a horrible thing to make people do that. Like, it's so awkward. It's so awkward, but it's also so good and so cringy. It, I, I, was it, what a shame that they didn't keep Chris and Brie from Listen to Your Heart Around a little longer to host this date. They got screwed. I feel like this would have been a good idea. Um, but you mentioned Ivan. Obviously, he was the real star of the first half of this whole episode. Um, he won through his song. He's super cute. There was definitely a connection between them. And very quickly, and maybe for the first time in Bachelor history, question mark, we got really deep. We talked about current events. They talked about Black Lives Matter. They talked about police brutality. They talked about race, religion. Like their conversation maybe packed in more topics and like current events than every other season of The Bachelor in history. I thought the same exact thing. I think that even though the date went really well, the first like 10 minutes of it, I would have loved if they had just chugged some wine or some kind of alcohol because it was, it was a little awkward. And I know that when you're going on a date in real life and you're going to someone's apartment and you're just sitting there and like, you just dive into a conversation. It wasn't very organic. It was kind of forced. And then when Tasha was like, the floor is lava, like let's go into the bedroom. I was like, um, okay, yeah. ABC is desperate for dates because they're not that... going to Italy and they're not going to China and not going to these places. So let's lay out the, the couch cushions and let's jump on them and then get to the to the bed and then have a pillow fight and then order room service. This sounds like my real life nightmare. I would again leave if this happened to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god harsh critic today kelly i like it um yeah i talked to chris harrison a little you know about this and listeners will hear it at the end i mentioned you know the group dates some of them being a little lackluster and also the guys like crashing them and getting to overhear them which i like that aspect of it because it's adding drama um and you know he mentioned it, it was definitely a struggle they they they're aware of it the floor is lava was a low point I think for the franchise, the giant ice cream sundae that definitely was a waste of ice cream. Like, have you it ever was seen dripping so down the sides. I was oh, like, I is know. someone going to step in and wipe it up? Like it was literally overflowing on the sides. Um, but also when she mentioned, um, I can't remember what she said was in the room. Oh, she wanted to call room service, but she was like, but the phone is in my bedroom. And then there was like a silence. I was like, is she implying that like they want to go hook up? Like I wasn't picking up on that. I was like, oh my God, like she's really getting right into it. I mean, it's fine, but like, he must be like, uh, there was like an awkward pause. And then she's like, but we can't touch the floor to get there. And I'm like, okay, here we go. This, this is what this is happening. This is slight shade at um Nick Vial, friend of the podcast. Um, but imagine if like his season was in a resort like this and they were always in like ho- his hotel room or his bed, like the pre-fantasy suite sex probably would have been out of control. Oh yeah, he wouldn't be able to like tame himself. He would just go for it. I'm Which sure know the he, camera's there. He resents that narrative that he's like the sex bachelor, but like he just was. So sorry, Nick. Um but yeah, Does he really resent it or is he just trying to play that card? Because I really think he's definitely like, yep, that's me. <laughs> the one who like got with multiple girls during my season, even though it's like against the rules, but okay. Well, it was really on Caitlyn's season when they hooked up. Right? Like, whatever. Let's move oh, on. From, okay. Let's move on from there. Right, yeah, moving Sorry, on. Sorry, Nick. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> okay. So, obviously, we saw Ivan. We How do we feel about Ivan and Tasha overall with their compatibility? I think they're super cute, but I have this gut feeling that tells me that some Ivan's going to be the one who gets hurt. She's like crying in all the promos and I feel like she has a real, she's a connection with Ivan, but I don't think she's going to pick him and I think she's going to feel really bad about it. Yeah. I, I think that he seems like the full package. He's a good looking guy. He's nice. It sounds like he has a very wholesome family, which I feel like is such a good thing. Cause a lot of times we'll go home on these um, he did mention his dad was 73. No shade there, but like that's and then Tisha mentioned that her dad wasn't even 50. Did she say that? She did say that, and I looked around at everyone and I was like, did she just say her dad is less than 50? So how old was he when he had her? Like a teenager? Well, she's 30. No, also, I'm not judging, but yeah, no, it was just the, the contrast there was so interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's 30, yeah. so I guess he was like 19, maybe. I don't know. I really think he's the whole package. Um I have high hopes for him, but I kept reading things online that he's too good for this show. Um, He obviously has some, you know, some, he has a past, which there's nothing wrong with that. But besides for that, he really seems like an all around guy. And he, I always ask myself certain situations where, why is this, does this person need to go on the show? Because he's a stand-up guy and it's kind of like a Tyler Cameron sort of thing. Like I feel like Tyler Cameron can walk into any bar and have like 20 girls like all over him. And this is pre-Bachelor fame. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that they're really compatible. She just has she's a lot of connections with a lot of guys. That's where my concern is, more so on that, on that level. Yeah, I think either way we'll see Ivan in Bachelor Nation for a while. If him and Tasha don't work out, I think a lot of people, like you said, were rooting for him. It was refreshing and made a lot of sense that they had this candid conversation about everything that's been happening in the world. I mean, this was probably early August when they were filming. So they left 
their homes, like kind of, you know, shortly after the Black Lives Matter protest started. And it, it was just so interesting to see that it was almost like breaking the fourth wall of The Bachelor. Like they kind of live in this fantasy world and we never talk about anything real. They never mm-hmm. talk about the news. Um, and it, it, you watch old seasons and yeah, you can tell they're old because of, you know, the bad hair and the fake tans. But their conversations kind of remain the same. They kind of have these superficial conversations and there's always a few sob stories, you know, to get, get deep, but it's never current events. So I thought that was really interesting and good on the show to air the whole conversation. Um, and I thought it was really powerful and Tasha was emotional. And I think both of them for, you know, being so open and honest. Um, but just like the show, we go from the floor is lava to black lives matter to a group date where we're eating cow intestines and making fake sex sounds and orgasms. So how'd you feel about that? transition? That was a lot. And really quick back to the the conversation with Ivan. I just think that, you know, it did seem very organic and that it just came up. And how could you not? I don't care if you're in this bachelor bubble with the kind of year that we're having in 2020. How can you just act like it's not happening? So I think that was really good because we're all going through it this year. And I think that um, for them to address what's going on in the world is you know, was really, really good for the show. And it was, I think, a a step in the right direction. Um, The other day, again, I'm going to say it, I felt like I was wasting my time watching it. I think that there needs to be some some more creative juices flowing because I just didn't understand how there was, you know, the sex noises thing. And then we had a a bowl of peppers. And then we had uh, two other contestants who've been on the show before cheering along with Tasha was a little confused about their involvement. Love them, but also confused yeah. about that. Can we talk it's about kind all of the just seemed like people showing up? I mean, between Wells, Ashley, I and Jared, Becca and Sydney. I know Rachel Lindsay's coming later on. She told me that we still haven't seen Hannah Ann who we saw pop up pretty early on in August. So I wonder if she's still coming. We know Jojo's coming did they overdo it with this? Like, do we really need, and also I, Deanna Pappas told me she quarantined for like five days and had to get three negative Corona tests. So that's a lot of Corona tests that the bachelor was using to get these people to jump on the sidelines and like cheer at a wrestling match or at a truth or dare thing. Like, was it worth it? I don't necessarily think it was. I don't think it was worth it either. I think if they were going to bring all those people there, why don't you take a chunk of the other side of the resort and start filming paradise like, that's kind of how I feel. It is um, nice knowing that Paradise will be able to get done because they were doing this. So they have the system down for that. This is clearly like a crapshoot. They're just w- working with what they have and trying to figure it out along with everyone else in 2020. And, you know, being able to have shows happen and red carpets happening. It's a learning experience. It's a learning process. But it is good to know that, like, okay, Paradise can definitely happen. I know you talked to Chris Harrison about that. So, I mean, the biggest takeaways from this date were... We were basically in fear factor, drinking cow intestines and eating hot peppers. We were, you know, making un- uncomfortable sex noises. Um, and I hated the fake proposal aspect of it. I think that was really stupid, especially because this show is supposed to end in a proposal. So I don't like when they do like mm-hmm. fake versions of it. I feel like they did it on JoJo season and like Chad Johnson refused to and we all got mad at him. But like looking back, maybe that was the one one time, one time that Chad Johnson was onto something because it is mm-hmm. kind of silly to like, I don't know. They could do anything, write a dumb poem or like the songs and stuff, but like getting down on one knee, I don't know. It felt kind of weird to me. Um, but the biggest takeaway I feel like was Bennett revealing he was engaged in the past. I love mm-hmm. when they have to dig deep and, and reveal their things. Cause he also one, he said he has not been in love since he was 18. And then he said he was engaged. And for my, my sleuthing, um, he got engaged in February of 2019. 
So he was, and he's like 30 something now. So who is this woman? His, her name is Liz, apparently, um, that he wasn't in love with, but he was engaged to. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I also noticed that too. Um, I'm like, remember when we first had the conversation, I think we were talking with chicks in the office and I was anti Bennett, like hard. And he grows on me every episode. He grows on me every episode. I think he's perfect material for paradise. But it was really hard to see his reaction to not getting the rose because I think that was his way of pouring his heart out. Like that was him being super transparent, you know, super vulnerable. Even like when we're looking back on it now, it was kind of hard to understand what he was saying. Even ABC couldn't fully get the subtitles out. Like he was kind of just mumbling and jumbling, which in his mind might have been him pouring his heart out. So he was really hurt by that. And it was kind of sad to see that he thought he was getting the rose and he didn't. But what are you going to do? I don't think him and Tasha are like meant to be, but I think that he's going to surprise her. And I think that she, you know, he might get further than she had ever anticipated, which is good for the show. Good for us. But I think he's ready for paradise. I'm ready to see him on in a, on a show like that. I agree. I had the same. Mo- I've had like so many feelings about Bennett. I hated him when I saw mm-hmm. his bio and the loafers and the high line hated him on the first episode with the scarf. I was like, aggressive about it then he was like oh he's funny and he's just gotten more and more funny and charming every episode this week though i felt a little bit of bennett fatigue i feel like bennett has gotten the most screen time out of anyone including like taisha or claire he's it's mm-hmm. basically the bennett show and he's kind of like the dad of the house like with the noah stuff and calling noah a 14 year old and you know trying to keep everyone in line um, I think Tasha's more keeping him around because she's intrigued by him. I remember um, Jojo Fletcher telling me, I think a few times actually, that you know you have to keep guys around unless you're pulling a Claire. You got to pick some people. So you pick people mm-hmm. that you're interested in. You keep people that like you. Ali Fantaski told me this too, like that you are curious about, that you like, that you're friends with, just to like be interested. So you want to wake up and go on the dates when you're really thinking about the one or two guys you actually like. So I think Bennett falls in that category. Um, and I do like him for sure now. And I think he will definitely excel in paradise, but I'm a little like, I think we need to maybe give him less screen time. And I know that's not going to happen because in the promo, it's like Noah versus Bennett for next week. And I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but Zach got the rose. We had the big hot tub moment. I was shocked. This was the first hot tub um, since we're at this outside resort, but we finally got a hot right. tub and Zach got the and rose. And it was also during, it was also during the date with other guys. Like he all of a sudden is in a hot tub and then, when he gets the rose, he was fully clothed, like dry. So I was like, how long do these dates actually last? Cause I did notice that too. Um, he's not my favorite. I don't know if it's just personally me. He's not my type in general. Like I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like, eh, about him. Um, but I'm kind of eh about him too, but I think Tasha really likes him. Yeah. She, she surprises me with, I think she definitely has a type like Brandon. Um, is it Brendan or Brandon? Brendan, I think I always say I like it looks wise. He's not really my type, but I think he has such a great personality and you can kind of see that she's kind of going for the guys that aren't like the mainstream ones that I feel like bachelor nation fans are like fangirling over. She's kind of liking the, um, the guys going under the radar, which is also good for her too. Like, I feel like she's doing what she's following her heart. She's hate to use that term, but going after the people that she sees something in, even if it's not, like the popular opinion yeah i mean listen this is the girl who dated jpj in paradise like she likes nerdy white guys like it just it is what it is and we're seeing that um and good for them the nerdy white guy is having a moment on the bachelor um dale was obviously the opposite like super hot 
black model and now mm-hmm. Tasha's going for so it's interesting you know these guys were cast for claire and it's so fascinating to see Tasha gravitate towards you know guys you might assume claire would have liked so it's definitely been right. a whirlwind um ben who is my favorite really started to spiral during this episode well, we started spiraling last week when he didn't get mm-hmm. time with her um at the because he tried to wait it out and apparently that's a bad idea because it never works um so we saw him sneak out at 2 30 in the morning trying to find Tasha, and we also saw ed who I have nothing but nice, bad things to say about, so I'm going to keep it brief. Um, Ed looking for Tasha. Ed, you know, producers directed him towards Chris Harrison at 2.30 in the morning. Ben got to go with Tasha. Ben and Tasha had a sweet moment, ordered room service. Tasha looked gorgeous for 2.30 in the morning. Um, but let's talk about Ed and Chris Harrison. What did you can make we, of yeah, this? Can we talk about the 2.30 aspect of this? Why is Chris Harrison fully awake and why is Tasha fully awake? Probably because... There was a call time for 2.30 for this bit to go down. And Ed had no idea that he was being set up. Literally set up. He was like, oh, my God, I'm walking to Chris Harrison's room. Let's have a drink. It's like, Ed, seriously? No, the best part was he asked Chris Harrison for Tasha. Like, she's his keeper. I mean, he's her keeper. Like, Chris Harrison is a bodyguard. Tasha's door. <laughs> like, they obviously have different rooms. Right. And I also want to bring up my favorite meme I've seen so far and i don't know exactly where it was it might have been betches it was like why does ed look like he's taken down like five jaeger bombs at all times my favorite was my favorite was ed it was like ed looks like um a five-year-old showing up to his parents house telling them he just threw up the way he looked at the door i laughed so hard at that he really did just look confused i mean listen ed for your bachelor career spending time with chris harrison is gonna get you farther than spending time with taisha because you're not gonna end up with taisha spoiler alert there's no freaking way that happens so and it was just so funny because he was like meet he was like nice to meet you chris harrison like he was definitely probably starstruck because the guys don't really spend time with them I would have been too. I mean, I just talked to Chris Harrison and I'm starstruck every time I see him. I mean, he is one of America's leading men. Um, But I also think that it was kind of, it kind of shows at the end of when Ed left, Chris Harrison was like, that was weird. Like he said that. So like, I don't know how long Ed, I don't know how close Ed and Chris Harrison are going to get because Chris literally walked away and it didn't even seem like he was putting on like this season. It seems like Chris Harrison's kind of like acting a little bit like on the date, um, the fear factor date, you could see he was like kind of like putting on a show with the crab legs and everything. And then in this situation, I think this was real Chris Harrison being like, all right, that was weird. Like, I want to go to bed. Like, that was the vibe I got from him. He was like, all right, I'm not I'm not paid enough for this. They're leaning on Chris Harrison like they never have before, because, Mm -hmm. again, we're in the resort. We can't have, you know, as many people coming in. It's almost like they didn't want to risk like real celebrities coming to Palm Springs. God forbid one got Corona. So they were just like made like old bachelor contestants sign their life away. Like if you get coronavirus, you cannot sue ABC because you chose to come to Palm Springs in the middle of a pandemic to cheer for a truth or dare date on the side. I mean, like, again, no shade. I always like call these people thirsty and like I would do the same thing. Like if they called me, I would be there so um i'm waiting um but yeah they're leaning on chris harrison a lot i think he's showing his you know he's acting a little bit he has to um and it it, it was an interesting episode the only thing i feel like we didn't touch on is this noah tension so noah is the one who he can't he was one of the four who showed up um obviously after Claire left and he's kind of been the only one from that group who stood out. Spencer got the first impression rose, but he's kind of faded away ever since. I think he got, I don't know if he got sent home. He might've. Um, and no, I think he got a rose. He got a rose. Okay. Well, he hasn't yeah. really gotten attention, but he, Noah was the one who crashed the group date last week, stole the time because 
whoever was it ed who was too scared to fight i don't even remember some loser was just probably ed yes was it too was scared. ed all of a sudden was. because it was he was matched up with chasen thank you abc producers for that and then he was like oh yeah i have this injury that i can't I, I can't fight with. And it's like, all right, so you're going to tell everyone now, right before you're going to step into the ring. Okay, and again, he Mark. told Chris Harrison, not even Tasha. Like he, I just can't with Ed. Um, and the fact that he got a rose, like it's, I'm still pissed. Like I am so angry. I cannot believe she gave Ed a rose over even Chasen, who like last week was in the drama of who is he there for the right reasons? Probably not, but he's pretty. And we didn't get to any resolution with that. I feel like his story kind of just ended. And I would have rather watched that than Ed with his stupid baby doll. And or Dr. Joe, justice for Dr. Joe, the anesthesiologist who talked about being too good for the show. Why didn't he mm-hmm. get a rose? Why did we keep Ed? Well, I think that when Tasha watches this back, she I mean, let's be real. Chasen looks like trouble. Like, I don't think he's up to any good. We saw, we've seen his TikTok presence, but I think she's going to watch it back and be like, okay, so these guys were so mad about Chasen calling me a smoke show, which I know this is a huge debate, but if someone called me a, a smoke show, I'd be like, thank you. I will have sweet dreams tonight and I will go to bed happy. So I don't know what the deal with was about that. I hear guys saying smoke show all the time. And I'm like, wow, that would be nice to hear that from someone else. So I I don't get that. that. I think that was more so like they asked him why he liked her and he could only come up with physical attributes. It was, but I don't know. You're right. The smoke show of it all. That was a stupid argument to die on for those guys. I think she's going to look look back and be like, obviously I think it's like a waste to keep Ed, but 100% behind the scenes, someone was definitely dangling $10,000 in her face being like, all right, if you keep Ed, we'll give you a raise. Like that's the only thing I can think of. I agree. But why do the producers even want Ed? We've gotten enough Ed. We got one-on-one time with Chris Harrison. We got him fighting with Chasen. He stirred the pot, but now the feud is between Noah and Bennett. So why do we need Ed there? Like Ed has gotten so much screen time for doing absolutely nothing. Like I truly don't understand even the producer move to keep Ed. Like this was the perfect week to send him home. Right. Go off sis. I mean, I can't help it. I need to move on because I'm going to say something stupid about Ed that I can't take back. It's a bad day to be Ed. I know. Sorry, Ed. I'm coming for you. But I mean, whatever they're doing doing is working because how long have we been talking about him just now? So clearly whatever they're doing is working. We're talking about him. But yeah, I can I can. I'm a little I'm done with him on my screen. I'm sure Chris Harrison's like, all right, I'm done after he showed up at his room at two thirty in the morning. Um, But what about Noah with this whole Noah telling Tasha that the guys think that it was kind of a weird convoluted way of I think. Noah kind of just threw something out to the wall and then Tasha drew the conclusion of, Oh, the guys think I'm not giving roses for the right reasons because they don't understand why Noah got one. But I think the guys were more so being like, just questioning why Noah specifically got a rose. They weren't like questioning Tasha's integrity, which Noah tried to turn it into. Like, I feel like it was just kind of a miscommunication. Well, one, I don't understand how everyone got so mad at him for jumping the fence last week because literally Chris Harrison was like, who wants to join? And he did it. Like it was, it was not a thing where he, like, I don't know. It's just the they question should be mad at thrown out there. They should. Yeah, they shouldn't be mad at him for that. Um, obviously, I think Noah looks like trouble. If Noah looked at me at a bar minus the mustache and was like, hey, do you want to talk to me? I would be like, you can rob me of everything. You could have my entire life savings. <laughs> like, I will talk to you. Sure. Oh, my God. I think he's really attractive. I think I think he's they always act like he's like 14. He's like five years younger at most than a lot of them. Like he's 25. They're acting like he's like 21. Um, but I think that was really weird the way that he brought up that conversation to her. I think basically what 
basically the guys are saying he's there for the wrong reasons. And then he goes over and sits down and is like, doesn't know how to say it. And then this like kind of all just blew up and the guys are really mad and whatever. She's going to watch that back and be like, wait, they really weren't acting the way that he was saying. It was a total miscommunication. Yeah. Um, I really think he just like threw out something there because he was upset and he wanted to like stir the pot. And then Tasha, I mean, I did like Tasha's hair flip and girl boss moment. She's, she's really cool. Like you said, in the beginning of the episode, she's handling it so well. And she's kind mm-hmm. of, she's a great bachelorette. I think there's no denying it. She's got connections. With a lot of guys, she's running the room. Um, she's trying to embrace the crazy of filming this at this resort. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Noah was trying to start shit. Yeah. He's, she's has said about multiple guys and that's kind of where I keep getting that from where they're trouble. Like she has said that she, she has like her trouble radar on. So she's, she's not a dummy. Like she knows some of these guys are, you know, just as if it were, were to be in real life. Like, I don't know. They kind of look like they'd ghost someone. They just have that vibe to them. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Listen, these are guys that were willing to leave their families and their jobs if they had one to go shoot this show in the middle of like the, a global pandemic. So there's definitely like yeah. an asterisk, I feel like, next to some of them. They're um, questionable. Long term, the all of them are questionable. Exactly. On the other side of it, I guess what else were we all doing? I don't know. Um, before I let you go, I need your I need your final four predictions or any other predictions for the rest of the season. I think Ed's going to go next week. That's like they kept him long enough. Like you said, this was even overdue. I love Ivan. He is like my number one. I think that they're going to be, they would be perfect together. Um, I think Ben is 100% smitten with her and like, just is really not sure how to navigate the process. Like when he like, last episode when he was like oh i'm just gonna sit back i'll talk to her soon like you can't do that on this show like you cannot just sit back and be like i'm gonna give her time because i want like no that was his mistake and he'll learn from it so ben um i don't know spencer he got the first impression rose and first impression people do really well in this show um and then brendan i think it's brendan brendan morales i'm not Mm -hmm. sure they had that really good horseback riding date. He just seemed like a genuinely nice person also had a divorce. They can connect on that level. So I would say those are my final four. I I like Ivan the best though for her. Like, I think that he seems great. I think that's solid. I think Brendan is the one that they're not showing us a lot of because he's, I don't know. I I would guess he wins. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. My guess would be he, if he doesn't win, he goes really far because after that first date, when Tasha was like, he could be my husband, we haven't really seen much of him. So I think they're kind of hiding him the way they would have traditionally hidden a Dale, like an obvious front runner, but they couldn't because there was nothing, no one else to show. Um, So I think he's definitely up there. I think Ben, um, I agree with you. He's definitely confused and doesn't really know how the show works, but he is like, and he, I think he's overwhelmed with how much he likes her. And I think he's taken back by it, but I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Ivan is great. Um, and then I think Zach C is the other one who's going to, or Zach, I don't know why it's Zach C, but the four of them are going to be things. And I think like Riley is going to be like a top five. I like him, but he hasn't get, he hasn't been getting as much screen time, but he got a group date rose. I feel like at some point, and yeah, there's definitely a lot of solid guys in there. I'm very interested. I'm intrigued. The season definitely has me hooked for mm-hmm. sure. She has a lot of great options, which could also be, you know, not necessarily a good thing. Like it's yeah. not like a Sean Booth and um, 
Jordan Rogers situation where, you know, from the start, the bachelorette was pretty much like, all right, this is the one like she has so many good people and it could end up coming to bite her in the butt at the end where she has four great guys and she has no idea which one. That's where a lot of people go wrong when there's almost too many good guys. And also, I know like I know that she said that um, Brendan was, you know, maybe like her husband the tears at the end of the ivan date too where she was like ivan special like she had a moment there and i was like okay this is the real deal she's feeling something for him this was after like their blm conversation like this was way after this was just talking about him as a person and she was like he's special and i was like okay she like is probably gonna fall in love with this guy Kind of like Eric Bigger vibes. Like Rachel and Eric had like a sweet connection. Everyone was like shipping them online, but like she was clearly in love with Brian, but we weren't seeing Brian. So I feel mm-hmm. like if Ivan doesn't win, it's going to be the same collectiveness of like Bachelor Nation being like, no, Ivan was supposed to be the one, but like we're not right. seeing the Brendan or whoever she ends up with connection um the trailer for the rest of the season looks pretty good we have tisha's dad coming in which i talked to chris harrison about um a lot more drama to come we also have gotten our first look at matt james this season are you as excited as you were over the summer where where are you with that i'm very excited um for matt james this season but your interview also with chris harrison where chris harrison was kind of like i don't think matt understood the magnitude of being the bachelor I was like, oh, my God, like something's going to happen. And I know that when Tyler was on Chicks in the Office, he kind of was like, there's two sides to Matt. There's like the side that his friends get to see. And there's this side that he wants to be portrayed by the media, like really good stand up guy. And I think that he's going to come into this show and just be completely overwhelmed. So I'm really excited for it. But you see this like very put together, like strong guy. But then when you actually think hard about it, that he's never done anything for The Bachelor before. And all of a sudden he's, it's not like he was on Paradise and then it's going to be The Bachelor. Like this is the leading role. You have going to have 30 women fighting over you. It's got to be an adjustment. And that was just like a really good interview, by the way, because I was like, had a whole different viewpoint on how this season's going to go. I think I saw wow. him as like this perfect person. And then as after you had that interview, I was like, oh, wait, he might struggle with this, which, you know, will be good TV. And I'm I'm rooting for him. But it's interesting. It's really interesting. I don't know where it's going to go. Thank you for that. And I totally agree with you. I, I, I kind of I think we've all had Matt James on this pedestal just because he's so gorgeous and he's the first black bachelor. And it was so exciting when they announced it and we were all like stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I hopefully he you know, we've had a few bachelors in recent years. Your Peter, your Ari struggle to make decisions and we don't need that anymore. So hopefully, hopefully Matt James figures it out. But like you said, Chris Harrison definitely hinted at some issues. He said he had a rude awakening and all that stuff. But I will let you guys hear that for yourself thank you kelly i'm sure you'll be back um probably to talk about matt james season maybe even before then but for for everyone else here is my interview with chris harrison for you with the claritasia switch up and the finding love in 12 days and everything where does that rank for you in like hardest secrets to keep in the bachelor in most dramatic like where does it fall um i mean no secret is harder to keep than any other i mean that's my whole life my you know i, I am probably the best vault uh, of any human being in the world of 20 years of having to keep things secret and, and, you know, trying to remember what I can keep secret, what not, like I'm shooting Matt James season, wrapping that up. I'm in Tasha's. Okay. I can talk about Tasha. I can't talk about that. So trying to keep it straight as I get older, not easy. Um, but as far as just crazy dramatic 
bizarre things I've dealt with on the show, it's right up there on the Mount Rushmore of wild moments. When you consider we're in the pandemic, we're just trying to shoot as it is. And then we have this woman fall in love and get engaged in a couple of weeks. And then we bring in a new bachelorette and I'll make it work seamlessly. Impossible. Um, was there any point that you did want to tell Claire to like, just really try to push through or were you like the ship has sailed? And do you worry about something like this happening again? Now that the rules have been broken. We're like in uncharted territory here. Well, I did have those conversations with Claire and it wasn't the demanding uh, way in which you put it of like, you know, do this. It was really just encouraging her to, Hey, keep your eyes open. You can do whatever you want, but I've seen this before and, and I just don't want you to get your blinders on and get your heart broken and go down this path when we have nothing but time. So if you really are unsure in any way, there's no hurry here. Dale's not going anywhere. So my thing with her was not, you know, telling her to do anything more, just like encouraging her from someone who's had experience, but she was bound to determine and was in love with this guy. And that's how, you know, too, if, if they take your advice and say, I know, then great, you know, um, who am I to tell you how you're supposed to feel? Um, but it, it was a wild switch um, when, when she pulled that off. But look, uh, once she convinced me and, and I could see she was convinced, you embrace it and you go with it. Will this happen again? You know, look, I've been doing this for 20 years. None of them are the same. They're not, you know, they all bring their own brand of drama and, and backstory and history and insecurities and strengths and weaknesses. It all just, that's what makes the show so great. It's all different. Matt James season is completely different than any season we've ever done. That's just the way it is. And with Claire and Dale, um, I mean, I feel like they've gotten, you know, some love, some hate, kind of comes to the territory in Bachelor Nation. As someone who, you know, knows them as a couple, why do you think they, you know, have a good chance to make it? And are you surprised by the like, kind of mixed results from the fans? I mean, you can't really be surprised anymore about social media and the way people respond. Um, it's just the unfortunate side. It's the underbelly of social media. You see it a lot. You saw it during this whole political climate. And if, if you're going to see it for big issues like the pandemic and politics, of course, it's going to happen for the bachelorette. I mean, that's small potatoes, comparatively speaking. But people should remember it is also someone's life. This is Claire. This is Dale. These are human beings. So maybe think twice before you hit the send button. Not that you will, but, you know, I always try to give that PSA of maybe people will be decent human beings. Um, I always wish the best and, and think the best of people. Uh, but I say, I say, look, they're in love. They're happy. Why not just do something crazy and support them? Why not? What a concept. Yeah. Um, something obviously we, this season with Claire and Tisha and now Matt is all in one location. Um, and it's kind of affected the show in one way where we have, at least on The Bachelorette, the guys who aren't on the group date get to come be like spectators, sometimes crash, you know, Noah. I think that's adding like a really fun layer to the show. Are, are you liking the way that that's doing it? Will we see that continue with Matt? I mean, I am and I, I am and I'm not, you know, I, we're going to have to really medicate our producers who come up with these dates because they are at their wits end. There is only so much you can do in a half mile by half mile block of a hotel. Um, and so they really did an unbelievable job of making it as creative as possible. And some of those dates kind of needed a, an audience. Well, you can't get an audience. So we used the one we had back at the house. Um, we did as creative a job as we could. And I think we pulled it off. I think we did a great job. Um, there are aspects of the intimacy of this pressure cooker, cooker in this fishbowl environment that I do like. 
but at the same time, I miss having the world as our playground. Right. Um, and what can you teach for the rest of Tasha's journey? Did any of your fears with the switch up come true? Were you happy with how everything played out? I feel like we have so many guys now that are like in the running that we didn't even know existed. Ben, the new love of my life personally. Well, you know, I, what, what I was worried about was, would this work? You know, the guys don't know Tasha. They weren't prepared for Tasha. Tasha didn't know these guys. So it really was old school bachelor where it was like, okay, here we go. Um, you know, these guys were cast for Claire. And so there was that dilemma. And some of the guys, you know, whether it was Blake or um, Jason, I think that, you know, some of the guys that did have feelings for Claire and they couldn't get past that. And so, yeah, there was that worry. But once, once Tasha came in and just kind of broke the ice, the guy's jaws dropped to the ground. And I saw this is the magic that makes this show work. There, there is chemistry here. And then we were just off to the races. And now, honestly, what I'm excited about is you're finally getting to know these guys. Because there was so much crazy drama with Claire and Dale, you didn't get to know, you know, Brendan and Zach and Ben, as you mentioned, and even Bentley to a certain degree. And some of these other guys that are wonderful, uh, you know, that have been blowing up the internet now because everybody's falling in love with these guys, you know, the, the anesthesiologist that everybody's in love with right now. Um, everybody's just so happy to get to know these guys now. And that, that's, that to me was the best part. We see a lot of tears to come. I think safe to say it's going to be an emotional ending for Tasha. For sure. I mean, there are, this is more of a typical bachelorette season where you are getting to know this great group of guys. There are some serious, strong feelings being formed on both sides. Tasha is, is, one that was really ready for this and really relished the opportunity and she's not letting it go. She's going to take full advantage of it, which means really letting go with all these guys and forming a lot of strong feelings in different relationships. And that, that will obviously create drama. And we see her dad maybe get a little bit in the drama, which I love <laughs> that we were able to get her parents involved, um, you know, and bring them in. Cause I'm sure that was a question too. So what can you teach me about Tisha's parents showing up? Um, I will just say this amazing people. Her dad definitely um, was not shy about expressing his opinion on his daughter in those relationships. And look, I get it. I am a father of a daughter and I will be the same way. Probably won't be on camera, but I'll be the same way. Is your daughter going to be bachelorette one day? No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, Matt James, obviously you're filming now, um, advantage or disadvantages to him not being on the show before fresh blood, but also busy nervous in front of the cameras. How'd that go? Both, you know, uh, there are some wonderful things to the naivete and innocence to just coming in, but then there's little things that we had to really stop and, you know, night one, and he doesn't know what to do because he, he never came up to the mansion before he never went to a rose ceremony. He doesn't even know how to get a rose or give a rose. So he doesn't know the vernacular. He doesn't know what I'm going to do. Um, we really had to walk him through and teach him. It was bachelor 101 and it was trial by fire. And sometimes there were some mess ups and some trip ups and, um, but it was kind of endearing and cute in the same way, because this guy was just genuinely going through this and would stop and go, wait, why do y'all wait, what are we doing? Um, and so there, there was some fun to it, but there was also some, you know, trials and tribulations and a few hurdles we had to overcome. What was the biggest piece of advice that you gave him on night one? Before night one even? You know, get ready for your life to change. You're, you know, in the next two minutes when, when the first limo pulls up, it's never going to be the same. And 
And it really was, you know, nobody, and I mean nobody, has a perspective. They think they do when you're on the show and you even when you make it to the final four or final two, you think you have an idea of what it's like. You have no idea what it's like being in the bachelor or bachelorette shoes. It is an extraordinary circumstance and a, and a range of emotions. And I told him, you're going to feel it all. There will be moments where you want to punch me in the face and you're going to be crying and upset. And he's like, whatever, man, it's all good. And I, lo and behold, he didn't punch me, but you know, there are just these moments, the show strips you down. It takes you on this emotional ride that most people don't understand until you're a part of it. You said, you know, you can't compare the seasons, but that first promo where Matt mentions he's never been in love before, I was giving a little bit of Ben Higgins vibes with the unlovable. Am I right there? No, not as much of a lovable loser as like Ben made it out to be. Like Ben was like, felt like he didn't deserve it. That's not Matt. Matt's you know, I, I think the best thing to describe Matt is it's not that he, he hasn't said I love you before. I think the problem with him is he realized being the bachelor, he had never fully understood what it means. He didn't understand the weight of it. And now I think this has really opened your eyes. And one thing about the bachelor and bachelorette, you ask any of them, it changes you. If you don't learn and come out different, he is a different man than when he came to us. Uh, and, and he got really a crash course because he didn't get the, the few steps of being on the show. He really just ripped the bandaid off. And sometimes that hurts a little bit. So I think he had a bit of a rude awakening of the man he is, the way he loves, what love means to him. Um, it really is an amazing journey you're going to take with Matt, not just as the bachelor, but also as this man who realizes, wow, okay, this is love and this is what it means. And I'm, I'm really here to find this. Wow. We're getting deep. Okay. Before I yeah. let you go, any update on bachelor in paradise? I miss it so much. And who from Tasha's season slash Claire's season are, do we want to see on the beach? I think Bennett's like the overall, everyone wants Bennett to like wear his robe in Mexico. Bennett's already down there. Um, you know, then moved to Mexico just in case. He, because he can. He bought, uh, he bought a chateau on the beach. Uh, he's, it's under construction right now. No, the, the crazy thing about the pandemic is obviously we didn't shoot last summer. So now we are going to have multiple seasons. It's going to be a murderer's row of, of, of choices of people. And I, I mean, I hate to say this, but there's going to be people left on the bench that we love just because you, you can only have so many people on that beach. Um, and right now, the plan is we're moving forward. Clearly we are like the rest of the world. This vaccine is on the horizon. There is hope on the horizon and where there's hope, there's roses and there's the bachelor. Wow. Um, we're always right there, but no, in all seriousness, our dream scenario is bachelorette is next. That's our normal schedule. You know, we shot bachelor in the normal time frame. We're going to shoot bachelorette in the normal time frame. this kind of winter spring. And then that'll lead us into hopefully the, the bachelor in paradise that we normally have. And, you know, it's June. So my dream, I'm not, I'm not Anthony Fauci here, but my dream is that, you know, the, the, the uh, vaccine is working by then and we're right back to normal knock on wood. Poor Peter's girls. Hopefully some of them will still get to come out and not be taken. Cause I well, feel that's like the thing. Go back. we're going to, we're going to have Peter's girls. We're going to have Matt James girls. Uh, and then we're going to have, you know, the guys from, you know, Claire and Tasha, and then we're going to have another bachelorette. So we're going to have two of each. That's a lot. That's Plus a lot. anyone who's just, you know, like a veteran, we always got to bring back some of the old people. Is there anyone out there that you still are holding out hope to come back? You had like Chris Bukowski come back last year. That was yeah. a big one. Now I think he's officially done. 
I don't, you know, I, I never know. That's always kind of that uh, cool uh, Easter egg that we throw out for people that all of a sudden someone shows up and you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, whether it's a Michelle Money or Sarah Heron or, you know, someone like that, that I just love and adore from the past, but you just never know. I mean, um, hey, there's, there's, you know, Hannah B, she's single. And, and by the way, we're talking now, it's, it's November. June is a long way away. You never know who's going to be single or not by, the, by then. I mean, that is a lifetime in Bachelor world. That's true. I mean, you know, just could be Claire Dale. I'm just kidding. Wouldn't yeah, exactly. Could be. You never know. Do we have a um, drinking game safely to be played for the rest of the season that you can also be a tease for? Drink every time this. Obviously, Claire and Dale would have been the early version, but... Right. Um, that's a good one. What do we have? What is Tasha kind of known for? Um, she wants a man, a grown ass man. Was the big yeah, that was, that was said way too much during that day. Um, wow. Where, where Tasha kind of goes with the British accent toward, you know, anytime you hear hints of a British accent drink. Wow. I love that. Yeah. She gets this thing where she kind of goes up sometimes. Okay. I gotta listen to that. You want me to drink? And I'm like, Whoa, what, what was that? Did you just, did you just, did you just go Madonna on me? Did you just go Gwyneth Paltrow? Remember when they thought they were British for a little bit? Sometimes it happens. It too. Yeah, sometimes it happens with Tasha. I, I like it. It's kind of adorable. Oh, well then also before I actually let you go, there's a viral theme about that Tasha's ex-husband was going to show up because of this like promo. What, what was that? Okay, that was not us. Okay, can I just clear this up? That had nothing to do with The Bachelor. That was not us. His name somehow showed up on a closed captioning. Right. Right? That's the thing. We don't do that. We have a transcript that goes along, but our transcripts, I looked at it. I actually did the research. I'm like, what is this? Um, and I don't know where it came from. It wasn't us. It's not in our transcript. Local cable companies, every local cable company can do their own and implement their own transcript. So clearly it came from somewhere out in the world, but it had zero to do with us. I can, I can promise you, I actually did some research, looked into it. I had them send me the transcript and they're like, I'm look, here it is, man. It's not us. I don't know where it came from. His, his name was never uttered by us. We didn't talk about him. I don't know anything about this man. I, I mean, I've, I've talked to Tasha briefly about him a little bit, but it was such a, it's old ancient history to her. So I never even went there with her. Whether you guys like it or not, this show, there's theories, there's fans, there's whatever. They come up with something. So you. I love it. Hey, I love it. I like that everybody's into it that much. Um, but yeah, no, that, that one was a weird one. I didn't know where that came from. I always hear something. I'm like, wait, now what is this? She cleared it up. She was like, don't stop talking about my ex-husband, which I understand because he is a regular human. who's not. And like, yeah, we don't want to blow this guy's life up. I'm he sure it's all right. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Happy Thanksgiving to all. You too. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Chris Harrison. I hope I get to talk to you again soon. And everyone, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Share this podcast. Talk about it at the Thanksgiving table. Tell your aunt that she should be listening. Steal her phone. Leave me a review. All that good stuff. And come back next week for another episode of Here for the Right Reasons. 